You're listening to episode 46 of Daughters on Fire with Robin Arab and Melissa Burton. In this week's episode, Robin and I are going to talk about isolation this time of year. So we're all experiencing COVID and how we're definitely more isolated this go-round. But for caregivers and those experiencing health and cognitive decline, Isolation happens all the time and it gets heightened during the holiday season. So we want to dive into what's going on there, how it can be both physical and emotional isolation, and what we can do about it and how we can be more mindful around it. So stay tuned as we dive deep into the issues of caregiving and isolation. Are you stressed, burned out, and looking for answers as you care for an aging parent? If you are, this podcast is for you. Here you will receive actionable advice from seasoned professionals, validation and compassion for the incredibly tough job you are doing, and most importantly, supportive love from a community of like-minded warriors. You're not alone. Join this powerful community as we support you on your complicated journey and help you transform into an empowered and calmer caregiver. All right. Welcome back. Robin, how's it been going for you these days? Well, we are staring down the barrel at Christmas. That sounds really jolly. (laughs) (laughs) That's 2020, isn't it? That is. uh, Here we go. and, And we are, again, experiencing a whole different holiday like we did at Thanksgiving. So what, what are your plans, Melissa? What have you all decided to do about Christmas? Christmas is going to be just another day. How sad is that? No, but it is. It's, it's with, with this year being what it is, um, our family has decided to just be very cautious around the uptick in the virus. Um, and so we aren't having any to get togethers like we normally do. And it's ironic because, um, as you know, I've been out there um, kind of as the Daughters on Fire PR woman doing presentations. And a lot of it has been around how to deal with isolation and the holidays. And I was listening to a radio show the other day and they said the one song you don't want to hear this holiday season is There's No Place Like Home for the Holidays. <laughs> Right? Right. That makes sense. This is sense. not the year where we are happy to get cozy at home. Yes, putting up the lights and the decorations make it more festive. But I think we're all getting some cabin fever and we're getting wary. And so this season is about not being able to get together, have those festive holiday parties and the togetherness and the hustle and bustle like we normally do. And there's some loss around that. So there is like me personally. Yeah, we have some loss around what the holidays are looking like this year and just dealing with what different looks like. Cause man, it's different. It's very different. Well, you know, it's interesting. You said it's just another day. And I think I have said this before and my mom would say that once the kids left and even for birthdays or any holiday, it was always, it's just a a different, it's just a day. It's no different than any other day. I wake up, you know, there's not the festivities. And typically I would guess as um, 
our loved ones get older, they go to somebody else's house. So it's not the hustle and bustle at their house of getting things ready. So it does all of a sudden put this whole perspective over all of us of this is what it sort of feels like when you are out there, whether you're in a pandemic or not. This is what our family members are thinking about. Oh, it's just another day. It's no big deal. Maybe I'll get to see my kids today. Maybe I won't, depending on if they're in town or out of town. It does give us a little bit of an inside look as to what they're feeling in normal years, not just a pandemic. This isn't really, and, and we've said it before, that the older folks are better equipped if they're at home to deal with this than we are because they're used to being at home. You know, they might run out and get groceries or something, but this is typically how they live. The irony for me when I think about isolation is not physical isolation. It's the emotional and just connection isolation which I keep, I can't say that word right. It's going to come out in all sorts of different ways today, but we're just going to go with it. Being alone. Yes. So one thing that I have experienced, and I think what you're illustrating, it's kind of along those same lines, is a different perspective and feeling like my perspective is not matching up with others. So, you know, I may be taking things more seriously and wanting to stay safer with the the COVID and everybody else around me or other people that I may care about. They may not think it's all that big of a deal. And so all of a sudden, or vice versa, all of a sudden there's a wedge between us. I think caregiving, that happens a lot where somebody that you really love Maybe it's your family. There's a family dynamic where maybe one person is more protective. Mom, mom may be more protective of herself or one daughter may be more protective of, oh, you know what? Mom really doesn't need to get in the middle of all the chaos. But then one family member feels like, no, this is what we've always done. We need to keep with these traditions. And then the isolation is not just about whether you're physically there or not physically there, it's about there's a wedge between what is best. And all of a sudden there's a disconnection between what one group, one person feels and the other person feels. Well, okay. So what you just described was my last Christmas with my mom and my sister. And my mom kept saying, oh, I just don't feel like it. I don't really want to go. I don't want to drive up there because we would go to my nephew's house. And it was for her probably a 45 minute drive. And, you know, there's so much going on. I just don't want to go. So me being who I am said, I respect that. That's fine. My family will go. Then we'll come back to your house type thing. Well, my sister wouldn't have any of it. So she got my mom up there. And when once mom got there, she did seem to have a good time. Now, again, like we've talked about before, she sat off in the corner and kind of, I don't think she could hear and there was too much commotion and stuff. Probably did she enjoy watching us? I, I would assume, but that would have been my perspective, not hers. She might've been thinking, you people are loud and I want to go home. She may have been putting on a happy face for everybody. Right. So my question to you then is how do you get around that wedge? How do you come to an agreement? I think that not everybody can get around the wedge. 
This is one of the really hard parts about the decline and death processes where this, this part tears families apart. So what happens is that if you're very mindful of it, you can introduce conversations around, I get that we don't agree on this and I can appreciate where you're coming from. I would hope that you also can appreciate where I am coming from and that really at the end of the day, what we agree on isn't about us. And if we can agree on that, then once we get past like Christmas, that we can come back together and not lose that connection forever. But ultimately, that connection is not there. You're not on the same page and you have to be more comfortable with not being on the same page with those that you love. And that's what I think is really hard for people is the is to wake up one day and the people you thought you were closest with are not on the same page with you and say you still love them in this season of your life. You're not in complete agreement about something that you have to do together, right? Well, and, and I think you're right. I think that's very strong with siblings and parents because everybody grew up in the same house. You all grew up with the same traditions. This is the way things go. Now, maybe once you got married or left, your traditions changed a little bit, but ultimately, you know, it's always at grandma's house or it's always at somebody else's house. So you're right. I guess that is harder to accept. And and again, I keep going back to my thought of the way I looked at mom being home that day was she'll be relaxed and calm. The way my sister looked at it that day was she's going to be left out and isolated and miss out on this. But neither of us thought to ask mom. I mean, mom did tell me, but I mean, to say, honestly, what do you want? What is your thought? And I do think sometimes that's also driven by traditions. Mm-hmm. of why isn't the matriarch going to be here type thing. My um, my husband is Persian, and there is a word, it's called tarof. And what tarof means is, if I would come to you, Melissa, and say, would you like a cookie? And, you'll, and you really want the cookie, but you'll say, oh, no, 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 thank you. And I have to keep asking you, and then finally you say, oh, yes, thank you. And in this situation, that's the word that popped up to me was tarofing that because it is tradition, we don't always say exactly what we want. We we say what we think other people want us to say. Yeah. One of my favorite quotes, and it's kind of a little convoluted, so I have to really think it through when I say it, is that I am not who I think I am. I am not who you think I am. I am who I think, I I think you think I am. Did you follow that? I did, and I like it. We are living according to what we think other people think about us, and they don't think it. It's such a waste of time, but we all are cursed to to live in that world more than we want to, more than we need to. And sometimes by, I think both sides would embrace and appreciate just living from your true self more. Don't waste the time living according to what you think other people are thinking about you. Yes, I think that is probably one of the biggest all-time obstacles of anybody's life. Yes, 
Yeah. And the, the when we can wake up to that and be more mindful of that, there is such peace and freedom that comes from living according to who you really are. And then, so here's another thing that a, a concept that I love and I see this day in and day out with um, my counseling clients is that people are more offended by the masks, the rejection of the masks they wear than the rejection of their true self. So meaning, Robin, if I say something to you because I think it's what you want to hear, if I present myself in a way that I think it's the way you want me to be, that's a mask, right? Mm -hmm. And if you reject that, I am like more hurt and offended that you rejected that. Then if I was just myself and you rejected that, I'd be like, whatever, it's me. I'm not, I'm just being me. If you don't like it, take it or leave it. But if I've created myself according to what I think you want, and then I get rejected, then the level of hurt and offense that I take to that is more so because I'm giving you a gift of changing myself. Absolutely. that That's beautiful. I love that. And, and I could, I'm living it. You know, how many times I did this because I thought it would make you happy and what? Now it's not? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yep. That's great, Melissa. And there's so many times that that plays out in families. Like, well, well, this is what our family's always done. Did it not make you happy? <laughs> or, or this is what we should be. And it's, that just muddies everything. And, and it hurts people so much more than just coming to the table with vulnerability and authenticity. <laughs> and it breaks through and it doesn't hurt. Well, let me say, when am I, it, I was going to say it doesn't hurt more or less. The hurt's still there when we're not on the same page, when we're in disconnection. The hurt is still there, but it doesn't sting as much as, as if it was like, oh, we've created this persona for the acceptance of others. And then it was rejected. So I have said all along with the pandemic and everything that's gone on that I tend to believe this was God just telling us all to sit down. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. And wonder if, and wouldn't it be great if this year, because we are not doing the norm, the tradition, that we take that time in this isolation of just our immediate families to think about you know, was that tradition really worth it? Did it make us all happy? Is this a way we can change it for next year? Are we going to have a new and different appreciation? So I guess I would challenge everybody at this this point to seek those silver linings and not focus on, gosh, we can't be together, but focus on what we really, truly deep down want for ourselves and our families. I totally agree with one caveat. I would change, is it something we want? Is it benefiting us? All of those to me. Is it what I want? Is it benefiting me? Because again, if you're asking, is it what we, us, ours, if you're asking yourself those kinds of questions, you're not fully embracing where you're coming from. And I'm not saying that we need to, like, it's all about me, but sometimes it's never about me. 
So sit this season, sit down and truly ask yourself what's important to you. What do you get out of the season? What would you miss? What have you missed? What did you not miss? And then from that place, come together and have the we, us, our conversations. And it and then and be open to the spirit of compromise and really hear what each person wants, not what each person thinks the group needs. I love it. Absolutely. There's your gift. There's your gift from Alyssa and I to you. So happy holidays. Do you. <laughs> Do you in 2020 so that you can really evolve and, and have the best 2021. <laughs> 2021. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> But you'll be more prepared for 2021 if you do, if you give this gift to yourself and your family. Done. That's good. All right. See you all next time. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and ask that you subscribe to this podcast. If you find this podcast helpful, please leave a review so we can reach more women like you. You are not alone on your journey and the Fire Tribe is here to support you. Check us out at DaughtersOnFire.com and our Facebook group for more support and resources. Until next time, remember, you are the fire that fuels the engine of life.